0: morning. It is wonderful to have you all here this morning. Please join me as we sing the doxology together, and it's found in your hymnal number 549, the doxology. Hymn number seven hundred and eighteen. With God are wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. If he tears down, none can rebuild. If he shuts a man in, none can open. If he withholds the waters, they dry up. If he sends them out, they overwhelm the land. With him are strength and wisdom. They deceived, and the deceiver are his. He looses the bonds of kings and binds a waistcloth on their loins. He makes nations great, and he destroys them. He enlarges nations and leads them away. In his hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. Amen. Please join me with our first hymn this morning, number 231, Hark the Herald Angel Sings, number 231. Hark the Herald Angel Sings. so thankful that you give us this wonderful opportunity to come and worship you. And Lord, we do not take this opportunity for granted, but we just praise you for the time that we can have in this chapel just to worship you, just to spend some time in prayer, just to get away from different things that are taking place in our lives so we can just pause and give you that respect and that reverence that you deserve. And Lord, we come before you with the needs and requests in our lives. And God, as we lay them before you, not only do we think of ourselves, but we think of family members and friends. We think of patients throughout this medical center, the staff that is working here today, the family members that will be visiting. And Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer. We, God, we ask in the same way that we are praying for ourselves, that as we think of others, we ask that you would... Give them the spirit of comfort, of understanding, of wisdom, of discernment as they deal with the different challenges that they are facing, the physical, the emotional, the financial. Lord, we lay all of those needs before you. And God, it is so great that we can come and pray. We think of the needs of this city, the needs of the state, the needs of this nation, The needs of people that we may know around the world, Lord, that we are just calling to memory right now through the power of your spirit. Lord, we think of the many chaplains and chaplain assistants that are serving our servicemen and women all over the world. Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer right now this morning. And Lord, we also pray for those servicemen and women. We pray for those families as they are deployed to be the guardians of the peace throughout this world. We lift them up to you in prayer, not just on this Sunday morning, but all the time. We'd ask that you would be with them, that you would comfort them, that you would meet their needs according to your will and your purpose. And Lord, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Then give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 272. What Child is This Who Laid to Rest? What Child is This Who Laid to Rest? Hymn number 272. morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 21. What do you think? There is a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, You did not repent and believe him. Amen. Let us pray. God, we just come before you just as we are in this act of worship. Lord, we thank you for the prayers that we have sung together, the scriptures that we have read together, and the prayers that we have offered together. And Lord, I would ask that as we... Think about your word and how to apply it to our lives. God, we do so together as one body of believers in your son, Jesus Christ. Help me now, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. As I was reading this portion of scripture earlier this week, I had this one thought. And I don't know if you remember the announcer on the news, Paul Harvey. Anybody remember him? And now you know the rest of the story. And I was wondering as I was reading this parable, if the rest of the story, if we could continue it, that the son that said yes but did not go saw his brother out there working. And he said, well, I know that my brother has already said no, and so my dad is not expecting him to be working, and I've already said yes, and I see him out there working, so I am just not going to go. And later on, the father would give credit to the good job that his son did who did not go, and would continue to, if you will, remember that the son who said he would not go, that he did not go, instead realizing that he did go. Does that make sense? Because sometimes that happens in our own families, right? We do the right thing, and we have a sibling that kind of perhaps maybe takes advantage of it, or maybe gets credit for it. Does anybody else have siblings like that? Yeah, there you go. So you know what I'm talking about, right? So... So the son that said no and changed his mind and went and did go, perhaps if we continued the rest of the story, maybe there's a follow-on parable that would go along with this where the father came to the realization that the son that said no went and the son that said yes did not go. I think in the same way within our own lives, we respond to God and the Spirit of God in our lives in the same way. When God shows us through different circumstances, perhaps it's through people, perhaps it's through music, perhaps it's through the things that we read, perhaps it's just through the speaking of the power of God, the spirit of God in our lives that God wants us to do this, and we are at times very obstinate and we say no, and then after we think about it for a while we say yes Lord, I'm going to do what you asked me to do because it's the right thing to do. I think we are all a lot like that the son that said no and then changed his mind and went and did what his father asked him to do. In fact, I even see it in our grandchildren that we have, and I've mentioned to you that we have 14 grandchildren, and the other day we took one of the youngest grandchildren to the store, and we were asking him to buy some gifts for his sisters, and he absolutely said no. He did not want to pick out any gifts for his sisters. Now, it's not like he was going to pay for it for his own, with his own money. We were going to pay for it, but he absolutely refused to get any gifts for his sisters until his grandmother made a deal with him. If you pick out a gift for yourself, then you can have that gift, but you can only have that gift if you pick out gifts your sister so what do you think my grandson did That's right. let's make a deal so he picked out a gift for himself that he could have for himself and then he was more than willing to get gifts for his sisters in fact he actually got pretty good gifts for his sisters as grandma back there told me the story And I think in the same way we look at our own lives and God tells us to do something or we're asked to do something and we say no and then we realize perhaps it's in our own best interest to do the things that God wants us to do because not only does it benefit others but it also benefits ourselves as well. And that's really I think in essence one of the stories here in this parable to understand that as we deal with the different challenges that we have in life that we have to make a decision that somewhere in our lives as we go through the daily things that we face the daily things that we tr- struggle with that our actions truly reveal who we are in our character do we do the right thing even after we say no when we think about it for a while do we change our minds because we realize that it is the right thing to do I think a lot of us respond that way in different ways. I think sometimes it's because of our pride. Sometimes maybe somebody asks us something at the wrong moment. Maybe we're not in a good frame of mind to be asked to do something. And then after we think about it, after we calm down, after we set aside our emotions and our feelings and our pride, we realize that what's being asked for us wasn't that big a deal. What was being asked for us doesn't require a lot of effort on our part. It just requires us to be willing to help out, or to be willing to participate. But then Jesus points out as he's talking to the crowd that if you understand this parable, then why don't you understand what John the Baptist has done for you to tell you for you to repent for your sins so you can enter into the kingdom of God? And Jesus gives them the other example of tax collectors and prostitutes that realized that they were separated from God and that they needed repentance of their sins. So the other thing I want to suggest to you this morning is that I am in good company when I think about the tax collectors and prostitutes that realized that they were separated from God because of their sin and they needed to repent. I am in good company. I am good company with the tax collectors and the prostitutes who realized that the way that they were living was violating the laws of God. They realized that in their own unrighteousness that they were separated from God and that they needed to be made one with God. And so they asked for repentance of their sins. And then Jesus goes on to point out to those that were listening to him that even after you saw this, even after you saw tax collectors and prostitutes wanting to have repentance and wanting to be reconciled with God once again, you still did not listen to the message that was being preached, to the message that was being conveyed by the Spirit of God. And I think we know people like that. I think we know those that are separated from God not because of their sin, but because of their self-righteousness, because of their arrogance in their pride, that they don't seem to have any problems doing the right thing. Or it appears at least outwardly that they don't commit any sins. And in comparison, they probably compare themselves to others. To people like the tax collectors? to people like the prostitutes? And they say, well, I don't, I'm not like them. I don't need to repent of my sins. I'm okay with the things of God. I go to worship. I give my tithe. I do my best to obey the laws and the principles of God. I treat everyone okay. But yet, they are truly deceiving themselves. And there's a warning, I think, for all of us to understand that as we come to know God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and we ask for the forgiveness of our sins, and we embrace that forgiveness, we are reconciled with God. We have the big word called sanctification, which as a young man, I learned to be defined as The whole idea of just as if we never sinned because of the grace of God. And so therefore, within that grace, within that sanctification, just as though I've never sinned, we can go before God with our prayers. We can go before God with our confessions. Because we know what it's like. We have experienced like the prostitutes and the tax collectors to be separated from God because of our sin. We know what it is to be left out in the cold, if you were. But those that carry their self-righteousness with them, those that seem to talk down to other people, you know what I'm talking about? They don't seem to see that they truly do have an unrighteous life because they have not seen the sin in their life. They have not seen the need for true repentance. But those of us that identify with the tax collectors and the prostitutes, I identify with them. Because I have been separated from God because of my sin. I have been left out in the cold because of my sin. I understand what it's like to look at myself in the mirror to say, I am a terrible person and I need to make a change. God, please help me make that change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to deal with the things that I struggle with. Help me to have a pure thought life. Help me to have a pure way in which I speak to others. <coughs> and I think in the same way, God reminds us that in His Spirit and in His presence in our lives, that if you are like the Son that said no, and then later on said yes. He understands that. He understands our defiance. He understands our pride. He understands our actions. And the son that said yes and then went out and did not do what his father believed for him to be doing to me that's the person that is the worst someone who tells you with a bold faced lie I'm going to do something for you and they already know in their minds they're not going to do that for you and God tells us not to be that person Not to be the one that deceives openly, that deceives publicly. But in your heart, think about this. Think about the son that said yes and then ended up going and not doing what he told his father would be doing. What kind of person is that? What kind of arrogance is that? What kind of pride is that? And the crowd figured it out very quickly. We know who did the right thing. The one who said no, and then his yes was to go out and do his father's work. And so the same challenge is to us. When you think about your time with God, and you are in a time of prayer with God, do you ever deceive yourselves because you know you're not deceiving God when you say yes to God, and then you go out and do no? You're not deceiving God. You're not deceiving anyone other than yourself in terms of who you are as a person, who I am as a person. And it reveals something about our character. In fact, I think the character demonstrates of the son that said yes and then went and did no, he was worse than the tax collectors and the prostitutes because they knew what they were doing. They understood that what they were doing was wrong and they needed to have repentance. But woe to those that are so hypocritical that what they say and what they do deep down inside are two different things. And they're getting away with it. The deception continues even within themselves because they know that they appear to be public holiness. But they are not. But if you examine their actions, if you critique their actions, and this is not judgment. This is just seeing what people do. You see that the two don't connect. Because a yes always needs to be yes in action. But you can have a no, and then have yes in actions, and those two cancel each other out. They signify the fact that you are doing what you've been asked to do, because your actions dictate truly what was inside your heart. Even though you might have said no, you went on and changed your mind because you realized that that was the right thing to do. That says something about your character. That says something about yourself that God says, You are worth saving. I am worth saving. The tax collectors and the prostitutes were worth saving. And the Bible tells us that God loves everyone. And I agree with that. Even if you are a son that says yes and goes out to do no, there's still hope for you. But I just want you to think about that. If you are that type of person, to realize where you are going. And you are going nowhere with that life. You are going nowhere in terms of the direction of wanting to follow God. And you can give all the external superficial things That the right things to say and the right things to to pretend that you are doing, you know people like that. The platitudes, you know, they just seem to have that perfect timing, but as you reveal and look at their lives, you see that the two just don't match up. But God says, for those of us that identify with the tax collectors and the prostitutes, well done. Good job. Outstanding. Because you realized that you needed to make a change in your life. You realized that your own life needed something different and that you needed to repent of your sins. Because you saw something better for yourself to be part of the kingdom of God. To want to be in that part to want to play a role in the kingdom of God. And you saw other prostitutes and other tax collectors wanting to seek repentance as well, and it hit a chord with you because you realized that throughout your life you have always been saying no to God. But then God speaks to you many times in that still, small voice, the presence of God in your life, to say, you know, maybe it's time for you to say yes to me. Maybe it's time for you to say yes to God. Maybe it's time for you to change your no to yes, because I want you to be part of the kingdom of God. I want you to have a life in which you are trying to honor God on a daily basis. And it is a struggle. Because once we realize that we need to have repentance, once we realize that we need to have forgiveness of sin, that is only the beginning. But it gives you a clean slate. It removes the burden of guilt, of sin that has been placed upon you because of your actions and my actions in our lives. But that's only the beginning. Because God wants you to grow and to mature in that relationship. He does not want you to stay as babes. He doesn't want you to stay as infants. He wants you to grow up. He wants you to mature. He wants you to grow up and mature in the kingdom of God because he wants you to have a greater part of it. He wants you to have a part in which you show others and you direct other tax collectors and prostitutes the way to find God because you have found God and you were once like them and you understand their struggles, you understand their separation. You understand what it's like to be left out in the cold and how lonely that is because of the lifestyle that they are leading. But you know what it's like to connect. And so you bring others. And that in itself is a maturing event for yourself. When you see others benefit from your own learning. When you see others come to know Christ because you're able to identify with them connect with them because you understand where they're coming from you speak their language you understand the nuances of being separated from God you know what it's like to live a life that is unrighteous and God honors that God honors that with you He honors that with them. And He doesn't give us a merit badge. He doesn't give us an award. He doesn't give us a promotion. But He gives us something more important. A spiritual well done. A spiritual understanding that as you mature in God you just realize and you become more thankful because as you see God working in your life, as you're working in other lives, you just become more mature. You see a better purpose. You see a better way of living. And that's what we need to focus on when we think about the fact that at one time in our lives we've been separated from God. There's a better way for us to live that's an everyday challenge. And more importantly, to show others that there's a better way to live. A better way in which they can be part of the kingdom of God. A better way that as they respond to God, they can truly see the perspective that God wants them to have. The purpose that God wants to have for them. And I think more importantly, understanding the peace and the joy that each and every one of us can have in our daily lives. Regardless of the circumstances that we are in, regardless of what the challenges are that we might be facing, that you and I are one with God because of the presence of His Holy Spirit in our lives. We are one with God because of what Christ did for us on the cross. We are one with God because as we enter into the kingdom, that is something that can never be taken away from any of us because we've made a commitment to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. We are dedicated to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we reap the benefits, the joy and the peace that all of us want to have in our daily lives. Amen. Please take a few moments as we prepare our hearts, as we partake of communion together as one. Let us pray. God, I can only speak for myself here when I identify with the tax collectors and the prostitutes. Lord, forgive me for the times when I willfully did wrong. When I disobeyed your commands When I followed my own way But Lord I am so thankful That your spirit of love spoke to me You asked me to reconsider The life that I was living You asked me to reconsider My relationship with you And God I am so thankful That you gave me that opportunity to do that And Lord, you give each and every one of us that same opportunity to realize the way that our life is. God, you know what's not perfect. You know of the things that we struggle with on a daily basis. But God, we also know that your spirit is there to help us overcome the challenges, to give us the strength that we need to have so our no can always be a yes to your will and a yes to your purpose. Lord, we are so thankful that you love us and that you forgive us of our sins and that you love us just for who we are. Thank you, God. Thank you for this opportunity when we can say yes to you as we partake of communion together. For it's in Christ's name, amen. received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 250, Angels We Have Heard on High. so thankful that you have given us that direction that we need to have. That you have embraced the no's in our lives and you have turned them through yeses. And Lord we praise you for that. Help us God to always make our yes to be yes. And to walk worthy of being in the kingdom of God with you. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.